0: Whether we're speaking of a little league game or a major league game, fundamentals matter. Highlights are definitely enjoyable to watch, but the mundane usually matters most. Let me hear you! Welcome to In the Bullpen with Mark Dewey, sponsored by Developing Contenders Ministries. You're listening to the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. Thank you for joining us. And look who's coming up. High fly ball into right field. She is gone! I enjoy, I'm guessing as much as the next baseball fan, to see a diving catch. A phenomenal throw. To watch an absolute bomb being hit. I didn't enjoy that so much when I was on the mound, but as a fan. I like to see a pitcher who's got nasty stuff. I like virtually any and all highlight type plays. There's one exception. I don't enjoy highlight plays that involve showboating. But outside of that, I enjoy them all. And I'm very thankful for the talent and skill found in the game of baseball. And that is true from a young age all the way up but I especially enjoy it when it is among the best players in the world and those best players in the world are found at the major league level. That being said, it's important for us to realize that whether we are watching a little league game or a major league game and therefore every level in between, winning and losing most often comes down to whether the fundamentals of the game are executed well or not. The last five days, I was in the Washington, D.C. area, Loudoun County, Virginia, to be specific, for the Virginia State Finals for Junior League Baseball. That's a Little League Baseball program, and it is 13- and 14-year-old players. As I speak on Monday morning, the championship game is being played. My son played on a team. I could say plays, but our season is over. That was eliminated by a team, Loudoun South, that is, year in and year out, one of the top teams in the state. Top one, two, three teams in the state. And we were sent home after losing to them by the score of 4 nothing. Our starting pitcher in that game went the distance. And at this level, that means seven innings. And he pitched extremely well. It was a great performance. And we lost, not due to poor pitching. We had great pitching. We lost, not due to the other team dominating us or their best hitter taking over and carrying the team on his shoulders, we lost ultimately because we gave a very good team more outs, and we gave up some of our own outs. Now, we're talking about 13- and 14-year-olds. Some of these players will end up being on their varsity baseball team. Others, probably not. But the, the message or the lesson is the same at every level, even in Major League Baseball, maybe especially at Major League Baseball. It's not the highlight reel plays, it's not the flash that is typically the most important in winning and losing baseball games, in playing championship caliber baseball. It's the kind of things that so many people, both in the game and fans watching it, often consider to be boring to talk about, let alone practice again and again and again and again. It's these things that often make the difference, far more often than not. Things like PFPs, bunt defenses, executing bunts, how we do in and out, cutoffs and relays, moving runners, holding runners, taking the extra base, understanding what any particular situation calls for or demands, and then seeking to execute accordingly. In other words, it's not the flash, but the fundamentals. Just this morning, I came across this on Twitter from Next Level Baseball. A hard turn, bobble, and extra base can change a game. That is undoubtedly so and has been demonstrated, witnessed again and again and again and again. And there's something that I've told my sons, something that I tell others that I have an opportunity to talk to, a very simple statement as it regards not only playing baseball but life, but applying to baseball, never assume always anticipate. When I get that base hit into left field and I assume, oh, I have a single, and I kind of haphazardly round the bag and then go back and give a high five to the first base coach, I'm assuming something. A hard turn is anticipating something. And that hard turn may be the reason why the left fielder bobbles the ball, and therefore I take the extra base and I'm now in scoring position, and that indeed can and has often changed a game. To do the fundamentals well can not only change a game, but to do them well day in and day out changes a season. Now, when you have both a highlight reel type player, somebody with tremendous talent and skill who is also fundamentally sound, you can be sure of this. At any level, you have a very valuable player. And at the major league level, you may have a most valuable player. And when you have such a player at the major league level, and when it looks like your team does not have an opportunity or does not have a chance, mathematically, you're not eliminated, but looking at things, doesn't have a chance to make the postseason. And when it appears that this player that you have, who is a free agent at the end of the season, is almost certainly not going to sign back with you You start listening to trade offers. Now, the trade deadline this year is two weeks from tomorrow, Tuesday, August 1st. Between now and then, we are going to read about many rumors, and we're going to read about trades that have actually been consummated, that have actually taken place. And this is going to involve players at the major league level that are lesser known, maybe not as key, not a starting pitcher or a back-end reliever or a power hitter, but it will also include very prominent players like that guy who can come in and be your horse or at least be your number three or number four starting pitcher or that guy that can have some serious power in the lineup or maybe power off the bench. But nobody, and I mean nobody, and I think you all know where I'm going with this, nobody is going to be talked about more, nobody is going to be in the spotlight more over the next two weeks than Shohei Otani. He will be... The topic of conversation. Again, plenty of other things will take place, but all eyes will be on him. And he is the one who, of course, is, in my opinion, not even MVP caliber. He is the MVP. He is one who has great talent, great skill. He is the one who's going to be a free agent at the end of this year. And that's why he's going to be the one in the spotlight. As I mentioned, I'm on a baseball chat group on Signal and uh, one of the people on that chat group is a huge Cardinals fan, and another is a huge Braves fan. And in the last few days since the All-Star game, they posted pictures of Otani with, in one case, a Cards player, Cardinals player, in the other case, a Braves player, and basically he's coming our way. Well, I would say there are a whole number of teams that are hoping that that is going to happen. But there are some questions that need to be answered. Will the Angels actually attempt to trade Shohei Ohtani? And should the Angels do so? I believe they most definitely should. And people who follow the Angels much more closely than I do say it will be the worst decision in the history of the Angels, if not baseball, if they don't trade him. Should they and will they? But there's a second part of this. Will another team and should another team give up what they need or will have to give up to get Shohei Ohtani? Because remember, he is a free agent at the end of the season. To get him only for the final two months is going to demand some prospects, top prospects, and likely Major League talent. And I don't think a team is going to do that unless they know that they can also sign Shohei Ohtani to a long-term contract. So now you think, okay, the New York Yankees can afford him But are they in a position for that to really make a difference this year? If they get Otani for this year, will it make a difference? And then, will they sign him? I think the Yankees could, and maybe they're looking beyond this year. Maybe they think adding Otani can make the difference this year. But you see what's going on here. The Angels are going to have a high asking price, and another team has got to decide, are we going to give up our own players And then do we have enough to sign him long-term? Now, I think any team that trades for him is going to have in place, yes, this many years, this much money. So in other words, they don't have any concern at all that Shohei Ohtani will only be there for the last couple months of the season. But here's what is not in doubt. Shohei Ohtani would be an invaluable addition to any team striving to win the World Series. His talent and skill are unique, generational, once in a generation. But I believe on top of that, something else that sets him apart is the right attitude. Again, something I read from Next Level Baseball. Real players want high expectations. They want structure. They want accountability. They want discipline. They want to be held to incredibly high standards. All of those things set the culture of championship caliber teams and programs. Again, I think that is not a debatable statement. And I think that Shohei Otani would agree with that statement. I believe that's exactly what he is looking for. But regardless of a player's talent and skill, regardless of the level he is playing at. Every player, from the 12-year-old to the big leaguer, every player can be, as they say, a real player. The question is this. Whether you're a 13-year-old in Little League who doesn't get to play much, not as much as you'd like, at least, or you're a 33-year-old in the major leagues who is a superstar, the question is this. Do you want high expectations? Do you want structure, accountability, discipline? Do you want incredibly high standards? I, for one, don't believe a player or team can rightly or accurately call themselves championship caliber if they don't want this kind of culture. But that's a conversation for another day. Join us next time for In the Bullpen on the Fight Laugh Feast Network. Thank you for listening.